0: What's up you guys? Sean Rossap here with the name you know. We've interviewed him a couple times. It's Drew McIntyre. Drew, you never do media, so I'm so glad <laughs> that you're here right now. You never do these.
2: Oh no, I'm a bit nervous. It's one of my first times. Uh I'm coming to you live from uh it's not my bedroom. If you see the bed in the background, it's a hotel room. I just get back from Europe uh Budapest straight home to Nashville for 20 hours straight to Brooklyn getting ready for this big weekend I'm ready to talk about it with you
0: yeah so uh like I mentioned Survivor Series this Sunday November 21st uh but I want to talk to you about a lot of things that maybe you haven't talked about before because you do do a lot of media you are out there every single day and I actually want to ask you about a pay-per-view that's coming next year to where you live now in Nashville. That had to make you happy to see that SummerSlam's heading to Nashville.
2: It'd be very happy to see SummerSlam heading to Nashville. I love when shows are close by, and I can just drive (laughs) straight to the show, especially something as wild as SummerSlam. It's going to be in the stadium. I imagine it's going to be much like WrestleMania, you know, a big event, days leading up to it with a lot of fan activities. So I can just drive back and forth from home, head in there as the hometown boy, the Nashville Warrior, the Scottish Cowboy. I've not decided yet. I've got my cowboy boots, my cowboy hat, throw the kilt on, boom, Scottish Cowboy's ready to go.
0: So they've also announced, they being WWE, of course, uh, even though we've got like Survivor Series this Sunday, it seems like in, in 2022, they're more, moving to, more towards a Saturday format in, in most instances. How do you feel about that? I mean, being on SmackDown Friday, then going straight to uh, the pay-per-view on Saturday, especially.
2: Yeah, I mean... Uh, I guess historically, we've always done Sundays, but I've always wondered why historically we do Sundays, you know, that's not my department to figure out why it makes more sense on a Sunday, but to me, I always thought, man, it'd be really good if it was on Saturday, especially when I was a kid staying awake to one, two in the morning in the UK, so I could watch WWE and I was walking into school tired or, you know, my older friends or um, my uncle. Who had to work. Everybody's staying awake so late. If we had it on a Saturday, people could have their parties. They could get together. We'd have to worry about school the next day internationally. Adults wouldn't have to worry about drinking in the hangover. They'd Sunday to recover. So I'm all about Saturday, and I'm glad it's finally happening.
0: And, of course, Survivor Series is this Sunday. And a couple of loaded teams, uh, so, some people that you've been in the ring with, some people that you haven't been in the ring with uh, as, as a part of all of this. How are you You feeling heading in there? Because, I mean, you have had a slammed schedule. You have been back and forth uh, across the the pond, so to speak. But you've got a big match. It's you, Jeff Hardy, uh, Woods, Corbin, and a partner, TBA, taking on another loaded team in Rollins, Balor, Owens, uh, Lashley, and Austin Theory.
2: Yeah, I'm buzzing for it. I mean, I've got SmackDown to get through first, then Syracuse live event on Saturday, and then we get to the big match. On Sundays, I try not to get too far ahead of myself, but I see it as an awesome opportunity to have 10 of the top superstars in WWE. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, what's the point? We just moved on SmackDown back and forth, (laughs) fighting for bragging rights and brand supremacy. I'm not fighting for bragging rights and brand supremacy. I'm fighting for Drew McIntyre to be a sole survivor so that I can say, yo, I did the thing. Now I've just racked up some more momentum, some more equity on my goal to keep doing that and doing that doing that till eventually the time is right to fight for the title and to take on Roman Reigns because that time is not right now. He's at a different level, as he always likes to talk about. It is true right now. He's got all the momentum in the world, and I want to keep building that momentum, building that equity, and things like surviving on Sunday Survivor Series helps old Drew McIntyre on his way. That's what it's all about. Even though we're a team, it's individual efforts also.
0: You mentioned the aspect of stakes. Now, I know you're a guy who grew up watching a lot of wrestling. One of my favorites was Survivor Series 04, where everybody won. They became GM for, like, I think a week. Like, if you had your choice, like, what would you guys be fighting for? Would it be everybody that wins gets something, just the Survivors that get something? Or are you fine with how it is?
2: Uh, I mean, like the idea of building momentum, being one of the survivors is cool, but I would like to see the stakes raised slightly and just make that particular match more compelling. Uh, that's what it's all about uh, for drawing people in. It's like, you know, okay, cool. They won. Good for them. I want to see them keep winning. But if we could raise the stakes, I got a few ideas, but I saw Woods's idea and I thought that was pretty clever. You know, he's always got some clever ideas up his sleeves that, uh, the losing team would have a five-way dance and the, it would figure out the top five, or the first five in the Royal Rumble. Obviously, the, the person that was left last would be number one in the Rumble. And the winning team would fight out in a five-way dance to decide the last five of the Rumble, the last man standing would be number 30 in the Rumble. And I thought that was a pretty interesting idea that should perhaps be explored.
0: So you mentioned the Royal Rumble. Uh, obviously, you, you've got some pretty nice history at the Royal Rumble. Uh, every year I do a big feature on the Royal Rumble. I talk, like to talk to a lot of people with fun experiences there. Needless to say, you had a pretty fun experience. You won the whole thing. Hey, explain to me what goes through your mind like leading up to that. You had built an incredible amount of momentum. Obviously, what happened afterwards is a bummer with how the, how the world went between the Rumble and Mania. But that specific moment, that was one of the last great moments that we got before the pandemic please tell me like how that's brought to you and how maybe you sort of react when you finally get the news that you're you're winning the royal rumble
2: well i mean i was just hoping for a big moment that day and when i got the idea that i might eliminate brock considering what i heard the story was going to be and how dominant he was going to be in the rumble as wwe champion i was like man that's pretty cool that's the kind of thing they can make somebody um, but then the idea that I'd win as well like blew my mind and I didn't really believe it was going to happen until I was the last person standing in the ring and there was always like times where I was lying to the side of the ring and the referee was close by and I half expected them to whisper a word to me that things have changed so having things changed on me in the past many times throughout my career nothing's official till it's official so it wasn't until that very end moment when I eliminated Roman half expecting the crowd to boo because Edge had returned after a nine year absence yeah and that reaction was unbelievable. And we've seen the fans turn eh, on winners in the past if they don't get what they want. And if I was in the crowd, I'd be hard-pressed not to turn on me too, seeing Edge eliminated. But it was so cool that when Edge was eliminated, Roman and I got into it and I eliminated Roman, I heard the reaction that I heard that was equal to when I eliminated Brock, which was such an incredible moment in itself. And you know that night was the night when Drew McIntyre finally arrived after being the future. And have talking about my potential since I was about 15 years old.
0: So when... I'm sure you're one of the few people that knew that Edge was coming back. And when you, when you know what's going to happen and you know Edge is going to come back, again, part of you in your mind has to be like, how is this going to work out for me as well? Because like, that yep. is something – I mean, you're you're not new to this game. You know sometimes the reaction isn't the desired reaction. So like, was did you all chat at all beforehand, or were you just kind of letting him get in the zone for his big moment, his big return too?
2: Yeah, we definitely chatted, but uh, it didn't change the fact that I was thinking, hmm, nine years, his <laughs> yeah. was over. He was never coming back. There he is. He's coming back. <laughs> and if I'm in that crowd, I'm going to be like, oh, cool, Drew's going to cool right now. But there's Edge, my God, what a miracle. <laughs> I want to see him do the big one. So, yeah, it was certainly weighing on my mind. Hey, uh, That's for sure. But after I got the Brock elimination, I told myself, whatever happens, happens. People are going to react how they react. Uh, I had that amazing moment right there. And I'm winning this thing, and hopefully they like it. They don't crap all over it. But if they do, I still won the thing. I've still got my title match at WrestleMania. And I was, like, so fortunate because like, I don't take anything for granted. They reacted the way they did, and I was like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe you know, they're behind me this much right now. And all I've done the past few months is just be myself. The, not only
0: did you have one title match at WrestleMania, you had two title matches at WrestleMania. One of the the most unusual that we've ever seen, good, bad, or indifferent. At what point did you hear? Oh yeah. By the way, in addition to facing Brock Lesnar, we're going to throw the big show in there at you and you're going to have to face him too. They aired it the next night, which I thought was a really cool approach for the situation that the world was in. But how did you you kind of find out about that, and what did you think about it?
2: Uh, I found out very last moment, and (laughs) when it was happening the next day, it was, (laughs) like, filmed Uh, very close to the match with Brock. Let's say it was very close to when it aired. Um, That's when we we put the match together, and I liked it. I mean, what can I say? Uh, We're establishing Drew McIntyre, and who I'm going to be as champion, I've just defeated Brock Lesnar in five minutes, and then the Giant walks out. Has been around for a long time kind of a gatekeeper um just to say right i'm gonna see what you're really made of like he beat two of us in one night brock lesnar and the giant and i beat two of them in one night and after that whatever everyone thinks about it drew mcintyre can realistically say i went into wrestlemania and beat big show and brock lesnar back to back within 20 minutes that's
0: wild i mean that's, that is wild so as as i mentioned you do a lot of interviews what question are you surprised that you don't get asked? Is there any that you you go in and expect, and it just never seems to be asked?
2: No, uh, I think like pretty much get asked everything over the course of the interviews. Like you mentioned, I, I do do a few, and uh, either it's like somebody with you know a lot of knowledge like yourself, and they kind uh, get into the details about the wrestling career, or it's somebody um, who's new to the product or perhaps used wikipedia and i'm having to correct them half the time or explain how the industry works and the last kind of things about you know more of my personal life or whatever or talk about my cats so basically everything about drew is all out there and it's asked about all the time and it has been my entire life but especially these past two years i think the entire world knows me inside and out yeah. i've talked about myself so much
0: one of those people the world doesn't quite know inside and out, and I'm, I'm trying to to learn a little, a little bit more is Vince McMahon himself. Now he is he's a special kind of guy. He's an eccentric guy. I've heard from Kofi that they have wrestled each other before. Lashley has told me that he'll pummel in underhooks on him. Kurt Angle told me that he shot takedowns on him. Has Vince McMahon ever tried to physically wrestle you?
2: He's not. And hearing that he's done that with all those people, especially Lashley, tells me maybe he's intimidated by Drew McIntyre. he should be.
0: <laughs> Cause see, I, I feel like I feel like Vince is the kind of guy that's like, I wanna see how long I can last here. <laughs> like he's that he is that he seems like that kind of guy.
2: Oh yeah. He knows I'm Scottish as well. That Glasgow <laughs> kiss that I do, that is a real Scottish thing. Like if I feel like <laughs> someone's coming up on me or like trying something with me. It's almost a reflex that I headbutt the nose instantly because I just assume everybody in the world is Bruce Lee. No matter what size they are, I break the nose so they can't see and then go from there in a fighting situation. I think he knows. I don't want to you know, try old Drew or he might go for that headbutt real quick and break my nose.
0: <laughs> Amazing. So uh, as, as we release this, there's going to be some embargoed information on WWE 2K22 released. Have you had to do much for that game? I mean, I know it's been a while uh, since they've released one. Like, have you had to do, like, scans or voiceovers, anything? And if so, how has that process been?
2: It's been awesome. Uh been ongoing for a while, it feels like now. Be it uh, filming some different stuff for it and filming some liners, uh, doing the scans, et cetera. And they're really putting a lot of effort into this game. Um, I think the last one, how things turned out, um, you know, they weren't great. And they own that and know that. Um, and are making sure this one is absolutely perfect. And I can't wait to play it because I know how hard they've been working on it. And it's going to be freaking awesome when it comes out.
0: I got to look at it again uh, before uh, we went on the air. Visually beautiful. I was, for, for a long time, I was like, okay, they could do better. I don't know if they could do much better on this one. And I was, I was legitimately impressive or impressed. Uh, you were not impressed by the fact that I had not watched Hook until recently.
2: No, I was not impressed until. I don't know how you went through your life like, well, yeah, I don't know. Did Do you have a childhood? Okay. okay listen, no childlike wonder so in you if you avoid hook your entire life. Occasionally, wrestling occasionally,
0: occasionally when I watch wrestling, I'm like, this doesn't make sense. At least when Gene Snitsky punted a baby, the crowd went, oh my gosh, a baby rolled away in a stroller down a hill. And people were like, I don't know
2: in hook. I I couldn't suspend my disbelief, Drew. It was a different time in England and at that time in the evening, people are having dinner and tea in their houses and weren't as many people back then. And I'm sure the police were looking in the wrong area, try to find the baby. I don't know. Don't look into it too much. (laughs) Switch off your brain, get your childlike wonder out and enjoy hook for what it is. is—freaking amazing. I'm going to have to stop woods attacking you and potentially taking you down in cold blood. When he hears this (laughs) news.
0: I know, I know. Well, I mean, you, that's, that's your survivor series team partner, November 21st, uh, so, I mean, yeah, we're get-
2: odds already. Like, I was announced basically as the captain. I never said it, I just said leading the charge. there never said I was captain. I was announced first. And then Woods, you know, took umbrage to that and made clear that he's the king. And now I'm like, oh, come on, man. Let's not do this. We know what we've got to do. The one thing we always try to do in WWE, we have to coexist. We can't so, be fighting amongst ourselves.
0: So, I'll put you on the spot. You got Hook, you got the Berserker, sword fight. Who wins?
2: I mean, probably Hook. He seemed pretty handy with the sword, and Berserker tried one time to use it and missed Taker.
0: Yeah, I feel like he never never got it done, so I guess you're right. I yeah. guess you are right. I'm just waiting
2: for the chance I get to use it. Everyone keeps going, why did you bring it to the ring? You're never going to use it. And then the day it happens, they're going to be like, damn, he used it. <laughs> we asked for <laughs> you know it. Say. We certainly
0: asked for
2: it. We gave him so much crap for not using it, and now he used it, and now I just wish he didn't.
0: <laughs> so uh, last question as we wrap up couple weeks ago you hit one of the most incredible moves i've ever seen in my life on uh, ricochet that was just beautiful amazing is is that immediately your favorite claymore you've ever done and if it is what's number two
2: not immediately because i wasn't sure how the connection was but the timing it good. of it was so it was good. Uh, yeah you couldn't mess up a split second of it and it's not a case of worrying about what ricochet does like he's such a freak of an athlete he's going to do what he has to do so I hold Drew McIntyre here to make sure I do my part uh to look the way it's supposed to look and when I went in and made the connection I wasn't convinced the connection was that good you see me lie there for a second like "Ah, oh, that was good (laughs) did the cover I think half the fans were even unsure the first few rows now for sure but I think half the audience in the crowd, it happened so quick, were unsure until they played the replay, and I was watching it with them. Then I heard the reaction. Then they saw my reaction, like, oh, wow, it came off exactly how I wanted it. Probably better than I wanted. It was just so split second. You had to watch the slow-motion replay to see it.
0: Looked great on TV. The camera was in tight on Ricochet. You couldn't see you until you popped into frame. I thought it was, I thought it was beautiful, and I'm sure we're going to get more wonderful moments at Survivor Series this Sunday, November 21st. Drew McIntyre, it's always awesome talking to you, man.
2: You too, buddy. Hopefully one of these days we can do this in person and not from my hotel room, or whatever other location I'm going to be at.
0: We were able to get one in uh, earlier this year, but hopefully again. That is ho- true. Hopefully Hopefully again. Uh, we're, we're traveling more. Things are getting a little bit more normal, but thank you so much for the time.
2: Thank you, buddy. I'll mm-hmm. see you soon. I'll see everyone else. Friday Night Smackdown, Sunday Survivor Series.